Ladies and gentlemen, grab your drinks and popcorn. Terry's feature is about to begin. Welcome to Celluloid Codswallop. This week's Talking Codswallop. I am Gemma. I am James. And it's Happy New Year to everybody. It is. Well, it's just after New Year, but still, Happy New Year, everybody. Yes, Happy <laughs> New Year, everyone. Hope things. I hope 2022 is treating you right. Yeah, I think it's going to be pretty much the same as 2021 <laughs> and 2020, but, you know, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> we can only hope things get a little bit better, even if a soup's on better, they're getting better. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll see. So, uh, you know, you never know, but, you know, <laughs> you know, you power know. <laughs> on, power on, power through. It'll be fine. We'll be all right. Honest. Yeah. Yeah. We thought that, though. We did that on 2021, didn't we? But, you know, yeah. let's not live in denial this year, guys. <laughs> <laughs> let's not. No. Yeah. Well, the likelihood is we're all in lockdown already, so you know <laughs> it's quite possible. What what also generally happens to that? I found that if Joe and I are doing a film review, something will be announced. So if we've done a film review around this time, who knows? We may have heard new things. But the main thing I'm pushing on is let's keep positive. Yeah. What movie review are you talking about? I don't know. Just in general, whenever we do a movie review, we we found that we something will be announced through like COVID or lockdown. Oh, I see. I see what you mean. Because yes. I, I thought you meant you, you pre-recorded an episode that I didn't know about. We might have done. <laughs> we might have done. It could be an episode that even I, it's so secret, even I don't know about it. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Something to look forward to, everybody. Maybe silence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, could just be an episode. Fill in the blanks. Yes. <laughs> By the way, everybody, uh, Salty Tadpoles, our lovely, lovely friends, um, this is a little intro for a it podcast is. that we recorded with Melissa from the Book Reading Podcast. And she's a very dear friend of ours and never met her in real life, but I hope to very soon, you know, as soon as flights are available and stuff like that and, you know, whatnot but um because she obviously she's in new jersey not obviously mm -hmm. but you'll find that out a bit later mm -hmm. yes yeah, so we pre-recorded this episode for her show but uh she also said that we could release it on ours so as we've got episode 200 sort of looming very very closely we thought it would be golden opportunity to release this episode. How many times am I going to say episode in one sentence? And uh, and then, you know, and then we've got, uh, well, we, I have got enough time to sort of edit 200, which has been half recorded already. It is half recorded. Yes. You're hearing future, you're hearing future and present information there, Salty Tadpoles. Yes. Time travel as its best, mm. so... Um, so James, just to have a little chit chat about something and nothing, have you got any New Year's resolutions this year? Uh, I try. I'd, I'm hoping on New Year's resolution to not to get COVID again. That okay. would be a really, really good way of me starting the year to not get it again. Um, <laughs> to generally just try and stay healthy and happy and hope my various ailments don't create too many problems. But the big thing is, I just hope for myself and my family and friends we're okay uh, and we're. we're, we're 
are happy and healthy and safe. Ah, that's good. Well, my New Year's resolution this year is because I always fail at them anyway. So, you know, let's see if this one I don't fail at. But I was I was thinking of having a year of yes. Okay. Obviously, within reason. <laughs> yeah. But uh, can I have all your money, Gemma? No. And you have to go, yes, James. <laughs> yes, you can. Yeah. Well, you, if you can find it, yes, you can. <laughs> will, will, will you sign these blank checks for me, Gemma? <laughs> yes. Yes, I will. Again, if you can find the money, yes, you can. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I was thinking like from a, you know, definitely from like a podcast point mm-hmm. of view um that you know i'm gonna do a year of yes so i'm gonna say you know like if any opportunities sort of come my way i'm gonna say yes to them and see what paths and what avenues it sort of takes me down so Excellent. i thought yeah well we'll see <laughs> we'll see mm-hmm. how quickly i say no <laughs> um <laughs> but uh, another thing that i do and I, I think i might have touched upon it other years maybe but i do little lists at the beginning of the year to sort of write down what things I'd like to happen throughout mm-hmm. the the year that's ahead. But then I put it into a box mm-hmm. and I um, hide Forget them. about you, it. Forget it. Well, yeah, I do. <laughs> it, you, you laugh, but it is. I kind of forget about it and see if they naturally happen, if you know what I mean. Okay, yeah. So yeah. it's like you're not... It's not like a list that you, you sort of, at the end of the year, you tick off kind of thing. Ah. I didn't do one last year, uh, so I haven't got one to hand. But yeah, it's um, my friend Julie, um, who is also an American lady. She once said that she did it, and I thought that was a brilliant idea because it, mm. you know, it's, it's you can write anything down on there. You know, like, I don't know, give up smoking. That's never going to happen, but there you go. You never say never, say never, but it's likely never going to happen. Um, get a certain person on a podcast or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever you think of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a nice little checklist at the end of the year to see how much you've actually achieved, you know? No, that's, I like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. As long as it doesn't lead to a feeling of disappointment of things you haven't achieved. But no, I think that's yeah. a very good positive thing. And it's like one of these exercises you can do where you write down something good in the diary that's happened every day. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because that's something that we used to do mm-hmm. when we were back in the office at work. Um, I mean, it didn't last very long, but but we made sure that for, for 30 days or whatever consistently, mm-hmm. we went into a separate office and we all said what we were pleased about or what we were you know like grateful for or mm-hmm. you know to start the day right you know kind of thing so mm-hmm. i think yeah 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 it's quite a positive outlook on things so uh that is good yeah yeah definitely so i think well i mean we're kind of wittering on but it's this is only an intro like i said i think other than to wish the salty tables a happy happy new year and uh you know have the best one that you possibly can Let's have this episode because it was so fun. It was. James watched a girly film, technically, mm-hmm. but actually really loved it. I did like it. Yeah, what yeah. I'd never seen before. No, it's really, I really enjoyed it as a film. So, yeah. Yeah, this is one of my favourite films, as you'll hear in the the audio in a moment. So, so I hope you enjoy this pre-recorded episode already. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, bye. <laughs> bye Have a good one, everybody. <laughs> Have a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Okay, so I forgot. This is my part. Okay, so... um... (laughs)
<laughs> this is your baby now, baby. This is my baby now. Yeah, I know. I forgot how I even like you know do my show. Um, so Gemma, okay, Gemma, the, the chaos we can create. I know, right? I know. Really, <laughs> really. Listen. Um, okay. So technically, there are um, you know movie adaptations of Shakespeare that. Uh, are more true to the story. And then there has been an onslaught, especially in the past, you know, 30, 40 years of movies that are adapted, but set in present day, um, you know, where it'll modernize the whole situation, but keep to the plot of the story. So this is one of those moments to talk about one of the very important movie adaptations of Taming of the Shrew this evening. I have a couple of special guests joining me tonight. Gemma and James, thank you so much for joining me at the Brook, coming all the way from England, no less. Hi! Hello, thank you for asking us. <laughs> no problem. I I don't think I would have been able to do this episode had Gemma not said, um, if you ever talk about 10 things I hate about you, I need to be a part of it. And yes. I was like, 100%, come on over. <laughs> well, it's actually quite interesting because um, I think both yourself, Melissa and James hadn't actually watched this film before i suggested it had you no no i'd never ever seen it before before this yeah same i uh this is a little bit out of my wheelhouse back to a you know a previous conversation that you guys had had um when this movie came out i was at the end of college Mm. so teen movies weren't in really in my wheelhouse anymore um so that just goes back to how old i am uh behave (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And James, I'm going to get I'm not I'm not speaking for you, of course, but uh, I'm going to guess, was this one of those scenarios where like because this was a romantic comedy, you were like, yeah, hell no, I'm out. <laughs> uh, well, I don't have any problem with romantic comedies. Uh, OK. And if you listen to say like Codswallop, believe it or not, I do actually watch more than DC based films. <laughs> uh, but, but this is not a film I was actually particularly aware of. Um but when I watched it, and I'm skipping outside, but I watched it, there were little nods to something else I'd, I'd seen that referenced the film, which made which made me chuckle. But no, I'd, I wasn't aware of it. My only real prior knowledge of this film, believe it or not, is if you go back to when it came out, uh, Gemma will possibly be aware of this. You used to be able to ring a, uh, a company called things talking pages or something and you could get cinema times off them oh, yeah. uh, of what was showing so when you got a list of what was on at the cinema they used to always have problems saying the title of 10 things i hate about you because they were working very carefully not to offend the person who was on the other end of the phone oh god they about them. so they do it really <laughs> slow they go and there's the film 10 things i uh, hate about uh, you that, that film's on at the following time. So that, that's the main <laughs> memory I have of this film. Oh, that's terrible, because that was back in 1999. So it's not even like, you know. Uh, it's amazing that, I mean, I can remember this because I was just so young. <laughs> so I, young. I know. What were you, like five? I mean. <laughs> just about, yeah. Four or five. <laughs> just out of nappies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I know but what that per- is. <laughs> clearly a genius because <laughs> I was phoning these companies for cinema information. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was going to ask, that is that similar to like, because when I was growing up, I had movie phone. 
And but movie phone was an automated device where we called, I think it was literally like one eight hundred movie phone, and they would just say you'd pop in your zip code, I believe, and they would say, Okay, the theaters around you are playing Ten Things I Hate About You at eight o'clock at, you know, Lincoln Cinema or whatever the case. So no, was, was yours a it, live person? It was a live person, but you were reading oh, them God. up. <laughs> you were ringing them up for it was mainly just if I remember rightly, Gemma, wasn't it just like information about anything? It was like ringing basically <laughs> the phone book, and these poor <laughs> buggers were there having to answer your questions. You could say, "I want to know what's showing at Showcase Cinemas or whatever their other cinemas were available," and they would tell you what it was. But my knowledge of movie film basically extends to Seinfeld. When uh, Kramer sets up his own fake version of the <laughs> Okay. See, because I don't really remember it that much, to be honest. So I probably never used it. So, yeah, I can't really help, unfortunately. Sorry, James. It's all right. But I think I've pretty much covered all bases. But, yeah, you'd ring them up for information about things. It, it got scrapped, basically, I think, when the internet got big. Uh, sure. I think it was basically like ringing a, a human version of Yellow Pages or something. But the weirdest thing is it was a free phone number. So I don't know who was running this whole thing, whether it was like something to do with the, the, the telecom services. But yeah. I know. that's I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm strangely intrigued. I think I'll have to look it up for next week's episode. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll find it, but... The thing is, when you look at the, and we will get to our point in topic, Gemma's now probably bored to death while we're having this conversation. But, um, all I'll say is that it, looking at the fake version of Movie Phone where Kramer's reading stuff off from the paper is probably the worrying thing that could have happened with these poor people at Talking Pages if they got the wrong information. That's hysterical. Okay, so Talking Pages, I have to look that up. Um so, yes, already, as we mentioned, we covered so much already. This is fantastic, guys. <laughs> Nothing about the film, but... That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. We'll get there. Trust me. It'll be fine. Um, take care of that in post. Um, so this did come out in 99. Where were you guys? I already mentioned that I was literally... I was like a month away from graduating college in 99. Um, so that put me at about 22, I think, or 21. I can't remember. Uh, so where were you guys in your lives in 99? I was just leaving high school. So okay. I think I think you call it high school, don't you? We do, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, yeah. Uh, it was kind of senior school is what we kind of called it. All. Oh, school, okay. Whatever. I was going to ask. Is it like year twelve? Like how Australians call it year twelve? Um, it was year eleven. Yeah, oh. year eleven. Oh. We went up to year eleven. That's oh. right, James, isn't it? God, it's been so many years since I. <laughs> So when did this come out, did you say? It's 1999. 1999, so... so I would have been 17. Yeah, I was okay. 16. So, so where would I have been? Probably what? Yeah, college, probably transferring from one college to another. Uh, oh. Well, no, no, I'd just be going to college. I'd, you know, yeah, yeah from school. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, college. Yeah, I'd finally uh, finished school and I was like, what? <laughs> that's awesome see already proof number one that you guys are smarter than us so that's awesome because it took us an extra year to get out of high school or secondary school <laughs> so well, there you go <laughs> I, I wouldn't say necessarily that we're smarter but <laughs> <laughs> or yeah well i don't know i would so <laughs> okay, fair enough. i would and, i would and i did <laughs> well it's your show so i'll let you say that we're smarter but and i really don't think we are <laughs> No, if you want to tell me I'm smarter, I'm going to run with that one. Exactly. Yeah, Why right. would you complain? Exactly. I wouldn't disagree with that. 
Um, so, uh, as I normally do on the show, I'll run through like the specifications that I got from IMDb. Um, and if you guys have any input on, if I say a favorite, you know, celebrity of yours, or you want to make a comment on the movie already, go ahead. You can jump in whenever you like. Mm -hmm. Um, as I mentioned, the movie came out in 1999. It was PG-13, um, which I thought it was strange because I watched it on Disney Plus, but whatever. Um, <clears throat> and it was directed by Gil Junger. Uh, the cast I actually wrote as I was watching the movie, so it might be a little bit out of order, but the first person that I noticed that I am a huge, huge fan of was Allison Janney, who played the, um, uh, the guidance counselor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love her from everything from The West Wing to Mom to one of my favorite movies, Drop Dead Gorgeous, which I don't know if you've ever seen, but yep. she's... Everything she does is amazing, and this was no no different. She was so good. She was also in uh, Juno as well, wasn't she? Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did you say yeah. that one already? Or no, I didn't okay. because <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, she's amazing. She's been in so many things. Yeah, uh, she's hysterical. So she's this guidance counselor, um, uh, aptly named maybe Miss Perky, and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she's just completely snarky to every kid that walks into her office um all the while writing an erotic novel <laughs> yeah, she, writes erotic, she writes erotic fiction while trying to you know help the pupils find like some sort of guidance <laughs> yeah you know and her guidance is basically like get over yourself relax go get out of my office <laughs> which is hysterical um and then we have the main teen cast um cameron who is the new kid who's like a little bit of a nerd but still cute mm -hmm. uh played by joseph gordon levitt yeah um the first person that uh befriends him and starts to give him like a tour of the school michael is played by david crumholtz who i don't even realize i've seen him in so many things i really do enjoy him all the time he was in the santa claus with tim allen and i think he was the best part of that movie <laughs> Oh yes, he do was. Do you remember him? Yeah, he was one of the elves, wasn't he? Or yes, he was like yeah. the main elf, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. He's been in stuff forever and he's so good. He's so funny. Um Heath Ledger, of course, plays mm. the uh heartthrob Patrick Verona, which is a very Shakespearean name, as mm -hmm. any of you know. Verona is where Romeo and Juliet is set. Um and I okay. I know I'm probably going to get shit for this, but I was not a fan of Heath Ledger's Joker. I am a fan of Heath Ledger in pretty much all the other roles he's done. Um, Brokeback Mountain is one of my favorite movies. He was excellent in that. Um, this, I never saw it before, but he was great. I definitely yeah. thought he was good. But the the main reason why he's so well-known, I'm not a fan of. So, yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah. And I know, James, you mentioned DC, but... That's not even really my wheelhouse either. No, no, it's no, it's okay. I mean, I I think he was very good as the Joker, but I do think that there's an element that he became overrated as the Joker, and I think part of that is because he, you know he died. Uh, it it yeah. gave it. He was very good, and I mm. think again I'm going to get real shit for this, but I think he won the Oscar in part because he died, not just because no. he played a good part, but you know. Strike me down, people, for that one if you must. But I do think that, that, that his death pushed him towards getting the Oscar. But I am not taken away from the fact that he is, was a very good actor. Yes. No, yeah. I agree. And I think a lot of people agree with that, too, honestly. I mean, like I said, yes, I, I think he's a very good actor. But I also, excuse me. 
I shouldn't say I didn't see the Joker because then everybody's gonna be like, well, how'd you know it sucked? I just, I didn't want to see it. I had no interest to see another Joker that A, wasn't Jack Nicholson. I was a big, I grew up with the Tim Burton Batmans. So that was kind of my wheelhouse. And I also was starting to see how dark they were getting. And I was like, that's not my vibe when I'm watching Batman or Superman. I don't want, I don't want dark Marvel. I'm used to being, you know, dealing with social issues and justice and stuff like that. Mm, DC yeah. was always lighter and brighter and, you know, goofier. So that's why I didn't really that's check right. it out. You don't have to. You don't have to explain yourself. We, you know, <laughs> we've all got different tastes, so we're entitled to those different opinions. So, um, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> True. I also didn't mean to go off on a tangent of comics for <laughs> ten minutes. <laughs> well, it was more like two, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, um, so the rest of the cast, very quickly. Um, Bianca Stratford, the younger Stratford sister, uh, was played by Lorena Olenek, who I actually remember from. My, like, early teenage years, she was a member of the uh, Babysitter's Club in the movie that they did based on the books. Gemma, did you read them when you were younger? I didn't, no. Okay. Or did I? I, I, I do you know what? I can't remember. I'm just <laughs> I'm just clicking because I've got the IMDb up a moment as well. I'm just having a quick look to see what, what it was that she was in before as well. Because there was something when I was a, a kid that I used to watch. Okay. Yeah, she um, looked familiar to you too. Yeah, but it's also kind of like, but where? Oh, um, the secret world of Alex Mack. Do you remember? Okay, that? <laughs> yeah. So that was in nice. nineteen. Uh, that was in nineteen ninety four. So um, that was just before the baby babysitters club. But, okay. Um, yeah, and so it's almost like kind of where is she now? <laughs> I know. I know. I always thought she was good, but yeah, I wonder that too. Like, what are you? What are you up to now? Yeah. <laughs> I should look that up too. Um <laughs> apparently she's in um The Healing Powers of Dude, but I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't know that. I don't know what any of these things are. <laughs> no. <laughs> I Terrible. especially don't know that last one. No. <laughs> um I had heard of the show that you mentioned, The Secret World. Um but I think I was that I know I was a little bit because ninety, you said ninety four. Yeah, ninety four. Yeah, yeah. I was already in like late high school for that, so I think that was past my wheelhouse. However, I was watching the Babysitters Club movie, and <laughs> even though I, because I, I loved those books as a kid, yeah, and the movie just came out. Like I probably, you know, I was just like, oh, this is a little past my time, but I have to check it out because it's nostalgic to me. That was the <laughs> word I was looking for. Um, and then uh, I'm saving somebody for last, but uh, Andrew Keegan, who I do also recognize from other stuff too, but I couldn't place from where, was uh, the asshole Joey, who yes. <laughs> originally Bianca was in love with, and then, spoiler alert, decides he's a douche. So, good call, uh, <laughs> good call, Bianca. <laughs> um, do you know him from anything else? Um, I didn't really recognize him from anything else, to be honest, so... No, I, I didn't either. No? Okay. I recognize him from other things, but I didn't do a deep dive into his IMDb, so uh, I can't remember. But um, And then lastly, Julia Stiles plays Kat Stratford, the elder Stratford sister, who is kind of the focus of the movie, to be completely honest. Um, mm. And at first, she's you know doesn't have a lot of friends. She wears a lot of black. She is she's called tempestuous, or she calls herself tempestuous, I should say. Uh, she's kind of a rebel. She's kind of a feminist. But since it's 1999, nobody really thinks that's important uh, <laughs> because <laughs> everybody else at Padua High is a little bit vapid and doesn't really care about like worldly issues like she does. 
no. But it's funny that you say that, actually, because when I watched this film for the first time, I'm not sure if I actually did watch it in in uh, 1999 or if I watched it a bit later on. But um, when I saw her character, because of the fact that I was into sort of the rock and heavy metal kind of music already at that point, I really wanted to kind of almost be her as a character. You know, it was, yeah, um, yeah she was probably the one that spoke the most to me when I was younger. I 100% get that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Because she's actually quite cool in a sense, because she's, you know, she doesn't, she's a bit of a rebel kind of thing, isn't she? So she's so cool. I know. She is such a badass. Yeah. Uh, that actually leads in perfectly to my next question. I was going to ask you, what made you resonate so much with this movie? Because you've said to me in conversations, like, this is, you know, almost one of my favorite movies. So, like, what what drew you to this movie? I, I mean, it probably helped because I was 16, first of all, you know, 16, oh, 17. Yeah, but, totally. you know, yeah, so I was sort of that little hormonal stage. But yeah, <laughs> I just, I've always loved this film. And it's like every part of it I love, even the bits that I don't like with the, you know, the Joey um, character, you know, uh -huh. I, I never liked him. But I think also it kind of like the film kind of gives you the impression that, uh, it, sorry, it, it kind of... um Sorry, <laughs> my brain's no, gone you're nuts. Fine. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's almost like it's the ideal world where you can kind of like make the bad boy good, good, you know, kind of thing. A typical kind of girly film, you know, kind of thing, chick flicky type thing. But yeah. it's also got the comedy, it's got the music side of things as well, which was a big influence on me as well of watching it. And I just, I don't know, I just, I really like the story of it all. And, and, and this is when I fell in love with uh, Heath Ledger as well. So it's when I've been watching it back, it's kind of like I've been doing the whole, you know, like the occasional smirk that he has on his face or whatever. I go, oh, and then it's like, <laughs> oh, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So, no, yeah. I definitely get that. This this made me see a different side of him, which I liked. I believe this yeah. was one of his first movies. And so I 100% get the appeal. If I were 16, 17 and watching this, yeah. you know, where I was too, I'd have been... Yes, I'd have definitely been in love with him. And I agree, oh, I agree a, a thousand percent with everything you said, but also the music in this movie kicked so much ass. Yeah. Like it definitely reminded me of, you know, like the eighties John Hughes movies that were typically more my taste. Yeah. Um, yep. such good. Like I, I almost want to grab the soundtrack because and I, I have a whole section where I want to talk about that, but the music was so good. Um, and yeah, the story was really well done. Like I said, there have been obviously many adaptations of Shakespeare mm -hmm. um, and I, I do enjoy a lot of the modern ones. Clueless is one of my favorite movies and that's an adaptation that's more of an adaptation of Jane Austen but it's still an adaptation of a classic um, I didn't know that actually Yeah, it's a, an adaptation of Emma Ah, Jane Austen. Mm -hmm. ah, it's exactly okay. the same storyline, they just said it in the 90s Yeah. Um, the Baz Luhrmann Romeo plus Juliet, I don't like Leonardo DiCaprio but I really love that movie <laughs> 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 so there's definitely great modern adaptations but this one they they really did a good job with you know sprinkling in the new but keeping the old and like keeping the really important parts of the story they did it the writers did an excellent job with that yeah and because what i actually did was i watched um Yesterday I watched a, well, it was kind of like clips of um, a film called, you know, The Taming of the Shrew, the film. Okay. Um, yeah, because it, it was kind of available to buy, but I was like, yeah, you're all right, I'm not going to buy it. 
<laughs> so I saw these clip th- clip parts, and I've not actually read the book to be completely honest with you, because um, well, you know, I like Shakespeare and stuff, but I I don't massively like reading. Sorry, sorry to be on a book reading podcast and not like reading. Um, but you no, know, that's fine. You're as a side note, you're not supposed to read Shakespeare. You're supposed to act it out. So yeah. nobody really enjoys reading it because yeah. it's not meant to be read. So you're a hundred percent correct with that. Oh well, there you go. Then I'm <laughs> absolutely fine. Um, but I do like the fact that they kept um the girls' names exactly the same so I know. yeah so yeah because it was like bianca and uh or bianca bianca uh-huh. whatever <laughs> yeah and it's it was nice to and i think also um was patrick verona one of them as well um his name was oh, oh fuck i'm gonna have to edit this out because i didn't record the taming of the shrew part because i didn't read the book yet um, oh no <laughs> okay don't worry edit no, my question out. Yeah. but patrick is yes patrick is named for the main male protagonist in the book yeah um I do know that part. Um, <laughs> um, and then, yes, there's so many. Padua is another um, huge Shakespeare reference. Verona, as I already mentioned, is a huge Shakespeare reference. Um, and yeah, actually, when I was watching the movie and I was taking the notes and they kept referring to Julia Stiles as Cat, I was like, oh, are they going to be lame as a short for Catherine or whatever? But then when they actually said her name is Katerina, yeah. I did the same thing. I was like, yes, they <laughs> stuck to it. Come on. Good job there, guys and gals. Mm. Um the writers were actually two women of this, so I was very happy to see that too. Oh, even better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but I do like, I'm kind of, you know, I don't know how in depth you want us to get or whatever, but, you know, Mr. Morgan, Daryl Chill Mitchell. Um, Love him. Yeah. <laughs> and when he did, when he did those bit where he um, read the, the sonnet or whatever it's called. Um, yeah. He, it, when he read out the bit and, uh, you know, he did it like almost like in a rap format, you know, it was oh, yes. brilliant. That was amazing. <laughs> and yeah, it's, de- that's, I've, I've definitely, um, I'm not going to pride myself as a, you know, a, a really like new thinking teacher, because I'm sure a lot of English teachers have done that. But when I teach poetry, I tell students like it's almost exactly like a song or like a rap. It has a flow. It has a beat. It has a rhythm. And you can 100% rap a sonnet if you wanted to. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's totally right on. And I yes, I was going to cover the adults a little bit, too. Um, yeah. I loved him. And actually doing a little more research in him on him, I found out that he's been in um, multiple shows. He's been in a lot of different things, but mainly um, NCIS New Orleans. Oh, okay. So I don't know if you're a fan of all the crime drama shows, but he was in that. And he's he's been, um, he was apparently one of the main characters in Fear the Walking Dead. Do you know what? I thought I recognized him from from somewhere but yeah it's yeah because um yeah because i've seen some of that as well and i have seen him in it okay so So. there's so those are the two notable ones that especially when i kept reading articles about him his characters in those shows are in a wheelchair he's actually in a wheelchair he's paralyzed from the waist down yeah he was in a car accident uh, yes a couple years after yeah go ahead what i know him from was because you you just just early touch on the things people you know you know the people from but he what I know him from actually from an issue was Galaxy Quest. Okay, yes, that yes. Film, that's the first thing I'd ever sort of really seen him in. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching the film, I'm thinking, where do I know that guy from? Is it him? <laughs> and yeah, in fact, it was. But yeah, he's he's been wheelchair bound for a while. 
Yeah. The, the more I read about it, I think it was 2001. So that was only a couple years after this movie mm-hmm. where he was in a terrible car accident and he's been para- paralyzed ever since. Aww. And so his more recent roles... I guess either they've written them to be um, where the character was in a wheelchair as well. And then, you know, he just fit the bill or when they called for a, 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 you know, an actor in a wheelchair, he was like, well, Hey, I'm, I'm an actor and I'm in a wheelchair. So here we go. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, but he's been doing a lot of work too for like, um, you know, to try to get awareness out of, you know, his particular, type of disability and the struggles that he's been going through and which is really rad. So he's like turning it into an activism thing too, which is awesome. Good. good. Um, yeah, I know. So I felt bad think, you know, yeah, but, but he was hysterical. Oh my God. He he was so good. (laughs) I just love that every time Joey opened his mouth, he was like, shut up. Like just (laughs) don't talk. It was just, it was just the more the way I liked the way he was taking the shot at the, uh, the, the other people's. I can also agree with Joey's, uh, you know, I respect him for his love for his hair. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sure. That's a, that's a positive outlook. You're right. You have been very positive today, James. Oh God. I feel a, ki- I feel a kinship with him. on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cut from the same cloth. Don't touch my hair. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Yes, if people don't know what James is referring to, James has got an amazing uh, waft of hair. Such a crop of hair. I can't. It's really quite impressive. I mean, yeah. One would say a mane. (laughs) Yeah. If I grow it long and have a beard, I either look like a Bee Gee or someone like as a lion. (laughs) Oh, my God, the Bee Gees. That's awesome. I love that. They're like one of my favorite bands. Um, but nobody wants to look like them. No, that's true. They sure. were kind of. <laughs> well, listen, I'm sure if, you know, you're a young lady in the 70s or, you know, anybody inclined to, you know, check out a good looking guy. They were kind of ba- it. Barry, I mean. Barry Gibb was handsome. It's yeah. just in the latter years, it seems to have gone a bit wrong for him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man um i that i love the direction in which this is going p.s um <laughs> can, can i just ask a question you, you sure were checking you you were obviously name checking the actors how have you forgotten joseph gordon levitt no i said she him has- first yeah, Did she you? said him oh, first yes yeah. you were probably I'm taking a wee sorry. break or something but <laughs> probably yeah probably yeah, or just not listening like normal. <laughs> it was either going to the loo, not listening, grabbing batteries. One of those three things has happened. Gotcha. You have to guess which one. He was one of the first ones because I went in order of um, where they showed up in the movie. So oh, literally yeah. as I was watching the movie, I was taking notes. And I um, I liked him in this. I don't know him from a lot of other things, so I can't give... Yeah, Ooh. You don't know him from Third Rock from the Sun? No, never watched. Where he started. Oh, Third yeah. Rock from the Sun. Uh, we can even go on because I'm going to have to do it because I'd be remiss if I didn't. We're going to go with a DC Comics uh, Batman <laughs> reference, which is, of course, <laughs> shut up, Gemma, which is, of course, um, <laughs> I'll allow it. This part's my yeah. show, so I'll allow it. <laughs> which is, of course, you had Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight uh, Rises, you had uh-huh. uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt in it. Ah. Oh, he was in those two? Okay, I didn't know that. But yeah, he, and Inception, of course, he was very good in yeah. Inception as well. Oh, okay. But he's just a, an all-around good actor. 
Unfortunately, Leonardo DiCaprio is in that, so he probably wouldn't have seen that either. (laughs) Exactly. You may not like DiCaprio, but this is the sort of film you can imagine him in. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that. I'm glad he's not though. (laughs) Yeah. It's 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 hard. I know. I know he's been making a lot of very good movies, but I unfortunately just can't stand his face. Uh, So (laughs) the thing is, I honestly, if if. And I could be wrong, could be wrong, but this I could see that if, say, Ledger hadn't taken this role, because it was like his first US role, it's the sort of uh-huh. thing where you can imagine them sliding a few books over to DiCaprio and him playing it. Oh, I know. Then this would have been really hard to watch, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't have made you. So oh, no, <laughs> no. I, if it was such such an earnest request from you, I would have still have definitely done it. Yeah. But like I said, everybody else in this was like high, bra- like high, like such good, good talent. The English teacher, uh, the girl's father. Yeah, I remember really. him from all the Christopher Guest movies. So like Best in Show, Waiting for Guffman. He's in a lot of those, which I'm huge fans of. Um, the coach, I remember him from my childhood because he was in probably every '80s sitcom that i watched (laughs) he's been around forever he was in uh empty nest he was in golden girls he was in alf he was in 227 all these shows that i watched religiously as a child Uh, and then he was in lots of soap opera alf dude i love that show it was so good um and then he was in a bunch of soap operas so i um don't remember him from that like i said because that wasn't uh, my wheelhouse in the 80s, but he's had a long, long resume, too. Um, and then I think that is... Okay, English teacher, the father, the coach. Uh, There's the... Um did I forget anybody else? Yeah, the only other, the only other thing, uh, sorry, the only other two people are the friends. So the, the Chastity right. and um, Mandela. Yes, yeah. you're right. And... Chastity, obviously, I know her. Gabrielle Union, she's amazing. She's been in everything. Um, I just saw her in an episode of The West Wing because I'm actually binging The West Wing right now. Ah, cool. (laughs) And she popped up in an episode, so that was neat. Um, But Mandela, I'm really happy you brought her up. Thank you. I am a dork in a lot of the movies that I like. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The following year after this movie, there was, or no, Maybe it was later in the 2000s. Oh, crap. Now I can't remember. But there was a little movie called Center Stage, and it was literally all about ballet dancers. Oh, okay. (laughs) And they were auditioning to be in the American Ballet Association in New York City. Um, I am not a dancer by any means. Uh, (laughs) Nor am I. So so that's why I don't remember how I got acquainted with this movie. But after I did, I've watched it so many times, I could probably quote it. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the young woman that plays Mandela is one of the main um, ballerinas in the movie, and she's excellent. I think she's actually a, a ballet dancer as well as an actress, because she ah. was doing all kinds of this like crazy ballet stuff. Um, but yeah, so that's where I, she popped up, and I was like, oh, that's my girl from Center Stage. That was yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> Her name's uh, Susan May Pratt. Yes. <laughs> yes. Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pratt, yep. <laughs> Prattle on. We've gone high, bro, again. There we go. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> the word Pratt in England is uh, means idiot. I don't know if it's the same in uh, America. So, oh no, no, okay. we just straight up call people idiots. But um, I thought <laughs> I thought to prattle just meant to talk a lot. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's prattling. Yeah. Uh, see, I know some stuff. <laughs> you do. Yay. <laughs> That's cool. I well, you know what? That's fitting because I yeah, whatever. I I shouldn't even give more to this story than I already like have. But one of my like five minute rants, cod swallow pet peeves lately is how much of a douche Chris Pratt is. So that's fitting <gasps> that his last name means idiot. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I yeah. can. I don't know if I can. Um, I can read with that. I agree with that. Sorry. I know. Well, it's a. It's it's. It's obviously, um, you know, uh, socially based because... Um, well, you just shut your eyes. Shut your eyes. Unless he's in a Marvel film, shut your eyes. <laughs> well, he is. And that's oh, okay. why at first I was like, oh, cool. Obviously, you're on my team. I like you. But for people of my sexuality, he's not on our team. And ah, okay. he is mad that they want to make... So Star-Lord originally, very quickly, in the original comics, was bisexual. And they oh, are thinking okay. of extending that into the movie universe because, as everything does with Marvel, it always extends it. They, they take directly from the comic books. Like, you know, stuff that was written in the 60s and 70s, still relevant now. They, they tailor that into the scripts all the time. So they want to do that. And he has said, like, if you make Star-Lord gay or LB, LBG... LGBT or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I just screwed up an acronym that like, I should kind of know. Um, <laughs> um, if they go that way with the character, he's like, I'm not playing them anymore. I'm like, well, wow, that's that's real nice, bro. That's that's great. Well, if he, if he doesn't want that page yet, Hi. Yeah. his own thing. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, really, you're going to. If it was me and I really felt that way, I'd just bite my tongue and go, keep thinking about the paycheck. Just keep exactly. thinking about the paycheck. <laughs> yeah, A, exactly. Keep thinking about that paycheck. And B, like, there's a lot of young kids that follow you and respect you and, like, hold you as, like, a like a hero because you are a superhero to them. And they're not going to think too kindly of you if they hear that. Like, I don't know. I just, I, that turned me the wrong way. I was like, oh. Yeah, I, 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 like didn't, I didn't know that side of things. So, um, yeah, it's a shame. It's, yeah. it's a tricky one as well, though, isn't it? Because... Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, you know, I agree with what you've said, but it's also kind of like, if he really doesn't feel comfortable doing that, though, yeah. as a heterosexual male, it's kind of like, you know, but then I suppose, yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if you're an actor, you're an actor at the end of the but day. So That's what I'm saying. I yeah. get I get what you say 100%. Totally. Like, yes, I'm not going to, I'm never going to force somebody to do something that makes them feel uncomfortable because I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. But if I chose to be in a profession where mm. I am pretending to be other people, yeah, you think Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal are the straightest straights that ever straighted, but they had me in tears convinced that they were in love with each other in that movie, if I may bring up Heath Ledger again. Yeah, of like, course. That's why I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I know he's a good actor because I'm like, wow, you had me so in the moment that you were that you would he was your person, like you would die for him, you know, and just yeah, you know, so all that whole story. So you know what? If that's the that's the profession you want to choose, you might have to pretend sometimes what you're not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point as well. <laughs> but again, back to Heath Ledger, who we all love. Yes, indeed. 
Um, we solely miss. <laughs> I know it is. It's really a shame to see what he would have like to 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 know that there would have been so many other great. Yeah, you know, projects by him. That is a shame. So yes, you're right. I did forget about the best friends, but they were. Um, I really liked that they popped up, especially in the beginning. I was feeling like Cat didn't have any friends at all, and people were. That's what some of the slurs that people were saying about her is like, well, what would you know anyway? No, you don't hang out with anybody. But it was nice to see that she had like a quirky, you know, kind of wacky friend to hang out with too like i didn't want her to be a complete loner yeah (laughs) (laughs) who who doesn't just love shakespeare she's involved with shakespeare she's still i know (laughs) that was hysterical i of course loved that part that was great yeah I was like, yep, you're his modern day Anne Hathaway. <laughs> uh, I literally could say word for word this film. I've watched it so many times. It's oh, ridiculous. really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you still there? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> sorry. I, think I know. You, no, you kind it. of you kind of blurped out too. I don't know. But. Oh, okay. My internet went funny. So that's why. Okay. Yeah, you're all okay. blurky for all of us. Oh great! Okay, I will promise I'll make this quick. I know you've been oh, um, no, going no. going on for a minute. Oh but. no, it's it's nothing to do with um, quickness. It's just that my internet shit. So <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> so if you're listening, Sky, <laughs> sort it out. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, all right. So I basically I'll just run through the movie then. And if you guys please, like I said, if you have anything to comment on or say or whatever you want to add, just please jump in whenever you like. Okay. So in the beginning, we meet Cameron. Uh, as I said, he's the new kid on the block he's the new kid at school and as he's getting his tour uh he does see he only sees bianca he doesn't even talk to her i think maybe she smiles at him but that's it and all of a sudden he's in love with her uh yeah yeah. um typical teenage boy (laughs) exactly typical teenage boy even though you know when all the other boys start to talk about well just you know think about her when it's you know that time of night he's like no that's not what i would think she's she's beautiful and she's clearly smart and you know insightful and even though she's just this like vapid little twit um (laughs) (laughs) thinks that if i had a that uh, my my uh backpack is so much better than my uh sketchers (laughs) (laughs) she's like i like my sketchers but i'm in love with my prada backpack (laughs) yes nice perfect perfect line (laughs) um and then we we also meet that Joey guy who we can clearly tell is a douchebag. Um, but she's kind of into him. He's kind of into her. And at the beginning, I'm like, oh, well, perfect. Match made in heaven because the two of you seem to really hit it off in your vapidness. Um, <clears throat> so as they're walking around the school, we are pointed out, like we as the audience, which is kind of nice, are pointed out to all the important people that we need to know. Yeah. Um, this made me laugh out loud when Michael, the guy who's giving Cameron his tour, um, he's like kind of his first friend at the school. He points out Bianca's older sister, Kat. He literally calls her the shrew. Yes. And I was like, aha, number one of. Yeah, I thought that was great, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was just before he took a nosedive on his bike down a hill, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that he recovered a... well. He did. Yes, he did. Yeah. He did. Stood up and could, took, got a standing ovation. <laughs> Actually, um, one thing I wanted to ask you, yeah. it's, kind of, it's kind of related to the film, but it's because obviously I've only seen an English type school. Is American type schools very similar to uh, 
<laughs> these kind of films because I, I've noticed the theme running quite through it a lot you know what I mean in different films and whatnot that you know um obviously it's not not exactly like a film I know that but yeah is no it's really funny that you asked that actually because um last night I was watching um the majority of the uh, the movie my girlfriend came in and she was sitting with me and not only is she of um a different generation she's 8 years younger than me but okay. she grew up in New York she grew up on Long Island whereas I am from New Jersey mm-hmm. so she even asked me at one point because she saw all the kids like driving their cars around the school she was like was your high school were you allowed to drive and I'm like we didn't really have any rules on the matter one way or another but Yes, like if you had a car, you could drive to school if you wanted to, but there wasn't that whole vibe of like, yeah, all those movies where you're pulling up in your car and you're, you know, what what Joey did when he's talking smack to Cat, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. That's at least where I grew up, that wasn't a thing. Um, I also find the lack of uniform because the school I went to, you had, you know, there's a uniform. Yeah, me too. You had to wear. See, when I was in school, we didn't have to wear a uniform either. Um, they didn't start that uniform thing until I believe it was the mid two thousands for my neck of the woods anyway. Um, but when I was back in high school from like 92 to 96, we had a dress code. So you couldn't wear like super short shorts or you couldn't wear, you know, there were certain things you weren't allowed to wear, like a t-shirt that said like, you know, whatever, something bad on it. Yeah. But we could just wear whatever clothes we wanted to. So, you know, you just had to look like kind of presentable. Um, but that uniform thing, yeah, for us anyway, over here, it didn't really start up till probably like the mid 2000s. So these kids, yeah, they were able to walk around in like that 1999 fashion. <laughs> that cracked me up too. Um, but yeah, no, I've never seen a high school that is like, I mean, some high schools are really pretty, but that one was like a damn castle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, unless it's like a private high school or a religious high school where it's set near the church or, you know, and it'll have that like older feel to it. Most high schools are just plain old buildings and they're kind of boring. And yeah, not everybody congregates that much around them. Once that bell rings, you're gone. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sounds pretty much like an English school then. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty similar. Yeah. We had to wear uniforms. So Yeah. Yeah, I think that's more of a generational thing because, like I said, I think um, my sisters are dramatically younger than me, too. And when they, I think right after they graduated, that was when they instituted the whole uniform thing. Hmm. So people like 31 and under, they remember the whole uniform dealie. I got to get out of there before that. <laughs> oh, that's all right, then. <laughs> yeah, which was great because I wouldn't have done well with uniforms. <laughs> Um, sorry, I've made you lose your no! spot now. I? <laughs> no, that's a great question. I love that kind of stuff because yeah. that's why, you know, I like conversations like this where we get to, you know, hear about it from all different points of view. I don't like, I don't want to be so like, you know, egocentric on the show. So yeah, let's talk about all that other stuff. Yeah, of course. Um, I was so excited when Kat got into Sarah Lawrence. <laughs> yes. <That's- laughs> now as an adult, when I look back, I'm like, man, I should have applied to some schools like that. Like I, you know, I just would have felt like that would have been a cool um, scenario for me. Um, but that's where we learn a lot more about their father and how he, um, for his job, he is an obstetrician. Um, but for his uh, viewpoint on life, he is incredibly strict, 
probably because I think he had mentioned, like, he is just constantly delivering babies of young girls. So he's putting all his pressure on his two daughters that they are not allowed to date um, at all. It was, I believe, until they graduated high school in the beginning. And then he changes his tune when he says to his younger daughter that if your older sister can get a date, then you may as well. And that is directly out of Taming of the Shrew as well. Not the whole, like, dating thing, but, you know. She can have a little more freedom if her older sister has more freedom. But the ironic part of that is her older sister doesn't want that. She's like, I like the way I am. I don't want to associate with these assholes. That's yeah. your life, and that's fine. But I don't want any part of that. So the, the, the entire leaning for me on this film, though, that is uh, where I was sort of chuckling to myself from the start and watching these little <laughs> scenes as well, is there's, there's a parody of this and all sort of films of this type called Not Another Teen Movie. Yes. And as yes. soon as I'm watching, I was like, so this is what this is referencing. Because of course, yep. I've never seen this film until now. But one of the actors in it is actually in not 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 another team movie as well. Um, the guy who run who has he and I'm sorry, I'm skipping ahead, Melissa. But no, you're fine. Who, he he um he's the guy whose house party it is who gets upset when he's when like smashing the house up. <gasps> oh my he's god, you're right. In not another team movie. He's a bit yes. chubby, and, but he's the slow hand clap guy. <gasps> Well done, James. Oh, oh, James. Nice call. No, Not Another Teen Movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. I love that movie. Um, (laughs) But that's, oh my God, you're right. I completely forgot about that. Oh, that's so good. Yes, Not Another Teen Movie is literally the spoof movie of all these movies. So even if you don't, you don't need to see all these movies in order to still get the vibe of them. Because I've never seen, like, Can't Hardly Wait. But that's that movie where they make a bet to take the quote unquote nerdy girl and make her popular. Yeah, I've seen that film. Yes, I did. <laughs> I went for a real girly flick moment. <laughs> no, that's fine. Um, but I, yeah, so that movie and then this one and even going back, to, they take they take tabs from the John Hughes movies too. They take tabs from Pretty in Pink. They yep. take tabs from The Breakfast Club and all that kind of stuff. So, no, I I 100% love Not Another Teen Movie. That was yeah. the first movie I ever saw Chris Evans in. Yes, me too. So, yes. He, and that's, that's oh, God. No, that I banana. Oh, Jesus, and the cherries and the whipped cream. That's all I have to say. Oh, he's such so beautiful. Um, okay. Woo. And I'm back. It's hot in my closet. Um, (laughs) Come out of the closet, Melissa. Come on. You know, everybody says that, but until I'm done recording, I can't come out of the closet. (laughs) Okay. Um, So... Uh, because so now we find out this new rule from dad. Um, Cameron enlists Michael's help in finding a date for Kat so he can go out with Bianca. Mm-hmm. But remember, Bianca's not too thrilled with that. She wants to go out with Joey the jerk. Yep. Um, but they find Patrick, and this is actually the moment in the movie where I find out that their high school is called Padua High, so I had to make a note of that because that's a Shakespearean thing too. Oh, okay. Didn't know. Yes. That. Um, Padua is actually so in Romeo and Juliet, Padua is where, um, um, when Romeo is um, excised from town, uh, okay. when you are found guilty of a crime. Okay. Um, after he killed Tybalt, he was found guilty of murder, but instead of murdering him, since, you know, he had a, like kind of a clean record before that, they just like banished him from Verona and they sent him to Padua. 
Um, ah. I think it comes up in Taming of the Shrew too, but I'm not sure because I didn't read the book yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, so I know I'm going to skip around a little bit, but so they meet. We meet Patrick. They meet Patrick. They say, like, listen, we have to get Bianca's sister a date in order to get Bianca dating. So can we maybe, do you want to date her? And he's just like, that girl? He's like the one that everybody's scared of? Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, but Patrick, though, sees her. He thinks she's cute, I guess. He wants to try and engage her. Also, it helps that Joey started to give him money because Joey has the same plan of dating Bianca. So he says to Patrick, well, I'll pay you and you can take her out. So Patrick starts to try and court Kat. And one of my favorite scenes where that happens is when she's parked outside of like a record store, I believe. Yes. And then (laughs) Joey pulls in behind her, which is the most douche move ever. Like when somebody pulls behind you and you're trying to get out of like a parking lot or whatever the case and somebody blocks you in. So he does it on purpose, obviously, because she's an because he's an asshole. But then she does the best thing ever and reverses into his car. <laughs> yeah, and just messes up all that, which is perfect to me. <laughs> I don't cover PMS on my insurance. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah, I forgot about that. Was a really good line. <laughs> I just tell him I had a seizure. <laughs> just tell. <laughs> yes. Oh, this is perfect. I'm so glad you're here to quote it. That's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's not necessarily word for word, but it's near enough, yeah. <laughs> no, but those are some of their best quotes, though, so that's amazing. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, as I said, I skipped around a little bit, but we find out about this party on Friday night that some rich kid is having. Obviously, the same kid is from Not Another Teen Movie. Yeah. Uh, bogey. <laughs> which, yes, Bogey. Which is also another, obviously, Gemma, we know this, right? That's, a, that's such a trope in every uh, teen movie, is that there's always going to be the huge house party yes. on a weeknight where everybody wants to go to, and it's just like, if you're not at the party, you're like, what are you doing with your life? Um. So, all the kids go to the party. Um, Wait, hold on. They go to the party after Cameron and Bianca. Oh, before the party, though, Cameron and Bianca are trying to help Patrick find out some commonality between him and Kat that he can talk to her about. Because he literally has nothing to say to her, except everything he does say kind of, like, angers her and drives her crazy. Yeah. (laughs) So, they go on, like, a spy mission in her room to try to find out what she's into. Because Cameron even asks her own sister, like, well, do you not know what she's interested in? And she's like, no, she's a weirdo. Like, I don't know her style. I don't know her taste in music. I don't know anything about her. So they have to comb through her room to try to find some common ground to give Patrick to use as bait, basically, mm-hmm. um, which they do. Find a pair of black panties. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about the pair of black panties, yes. Which I um, don't understand because I only wear black panties. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not having sex right now. <laughs> but, but, but clearly the black panties are the most important thing they could find in there. Nothing else was really used as much. Uh, yeah. But to be fair, even Joe's God and Levitt didn't really see the importance to that then he's like okay so yeah well i guess yes you're right like in a young guy's mind he doesn't realize that like the lace panties are the clue that you're like ready to get it on because sorry james here we go (laughs) that's not what girls normally wear on a day-to-day basis (laughs) unless they're me (laughs) but but to be fair i don't even think the underwear was that lacy it was just from what i can remember just like black panties and she was sort of like emphasizing the parts he's like okay yeah even when it's brought up later on it's still like okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> that might just go back to the whole teenager thing, too. Like, you're typically wearing just, you know, your basic, basic colors, you know, um, utilitarian underwear for your daily needs. But then if you're getting, like, snazzed up or dressed up because you either have a date or a party or something fancy, then you pull out the black, then you pull out the lace, then you pull out all the stops. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, Gemma, I agree. I'm I wear black all the time. Everything I own is black. So yeah. <laughs> to me, that doesn't isn't the right correlation. But for this, I it kind of makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now we're at the party. Um, Bianca does end up going to the party with Joey because she does like him, and she is he is the one that she wants to end up uh, you know getting with. But. The more they talk and the more they hang out at the party, the more she realizes how vapid he is, especially because he keeps showing her all of his modeling poses mm. that are literally all the same. <laughs> and uh, now, yes, I do. Yeah. I love the scene with the cans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. This about what? <laughs> cans? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly and she's just the more she's talking to him you can kind of see her eyes glaze over and even for somebody like her she's just like oh god this is so boring and so monotonous and i i need somebody else to talk to who will actually talk about anything that's not themselves yeah <laughs> so she does go find Cameron to talk to because she knows that, you know, when they have had conversations, they've been fun, you know, somewhat intellectual conversations, but he has already seen her with Joey and seen how happy she is. So to him, he's like, well, this is off limits to me. There's no way this is happening. Cat goes as well, which is why Bianca's allowed to go. Um, and she gets drunk at the party, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Yeah, does a bit <laughs> of table dancing as well. Can, can, can either of you explain... Because again, I just got that's not another teen movie thing. But what was why was dancing on a table so important? Specifically, a table is it because it makes for a rule breaking, someone who's different? Is it some sort of allusion to stripping? What am I missing here? I think it's probably the allusion to stripping. To be completely honest, so like yeah, the fact that she did like a table dance, you know, kind of thing. Um, but a shitty version where she bangs her head. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, she gets to fall into uh, wonderful Heath Ledger's arms. I was going to say, <laughs> I would risk a concussion for that too. I mean, Can I ask you a question about Kat, though? Does he yep. not look through most of the film that she needs to wash her hair? Yes. <laughs> yeah, she does have the very crunchy look. Which, you know, that was, I, I, at least from, I remember from girls that I saw, when you did your hair like that, you typically either were like, like I said, that rebellious, or you were like the hippie kind of girl who wore like, you know, old vintage t-shirts from like, you know, your dad when he was listening to like Led Zeppelin, you know, like you were of that type of, you know, that was your type of aesthetic. Like your hair was always wavy and super long and you didn't have like, you know, the new fancy haircuts that, you know, other, like her sister had. Yes. Well, I'm you glad know. to see it wasn't just me, because I'm watching thinking, yeah, <laughs> hair looks kind of like, not right. Yeah. No, I had friends like that who I, they hair their hair was that long, and I used to actually braid their hair um, because they wanted it, when the, we took the braids out, they wanted it to have that, like, kinky look. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, and it took... A long time. <laughs> so, James, so. were you painting your nails and had a face mask on at the same time? As, uh, <laughs> just the fact that you noticed her hair, you know? <laughs> I, can, I can't answer this because that just gives away my beauty regime. Hey, it does. That's yeah. true, yeah. Let's just, say, let's just say my hair would not get like that. It, <laughs> Keep all the secrets. 
You know whose side I'm on for hair in this film. The person yeah. that I feel most, you know, like, a, you know, it's cut of the same cloth. <laughs> um, also, to yes, 100%, I agree with you guys that I think it's that showing that, like, she's kind of pretending to be a stripper. Um, because the next day, or the, so that was a Friday, that following Monday in class, when the English teacher's like, not that I really want to ask, but how was your weekend? And um, Joey was like, oh, well, you know, it was I was like throwing dollars a cat because she, you know, he alluded yeah. to her doing like a strip dance. Yeah. So I think that's kind of why that was that way, too. Cool. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so cat getting super drunk at the party. And as you mentioned, Heath Ledger just took care of her the entire time, so much so that even when he drove her home and, you know, she was kind of feeling him a little bit, she went in for the kiss and he was like, this isn't the right time right now. So obviously, he's obviously attracted to her, but he's also like, I like you and I would like to do that with you right now, but you are nowhere near in the correct mindset. And it would also be like he was taking advantage of her. So that was a very stand-up move that he did. Um, and I appreciated when, that. When really what he should be doing, he's taking to a hospital to... <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> to make sure she doesn't have that, alcohol poisoning. I nobody had any intrigue. kept going, yeah, maybe you've got concussion. But no one ever said, well, let's just get him medically checked out. I know a dad could probably do that, but yeah. Just, I know. <laughs> you pump for alcohol, you're probably concussed, and you keep almost passing out on a swing. But you're all right. <laughs> but you're fine. I'm just going to take home. it home and go to bed. <laughs> and also, just to add as well, I know that obviously it's probably more the romantic notion that he didn't want to take advantage of her but also she just vomited so actually, yeah, <laughs> if yeah, she didn't have any right. chewing gum actually, yeah. so on a medical standpoint concussed full of alcohol and vomiting yeah. yeah. So let's and, be honest, if this film was realistic, the next day would probably be like, we've got some really bad news in class to tell you about one of your pupils. God. Well, one of your pupils. <laughs> oh, the God. film would end at that point. It yeah, really. It change the run of the story. <laughs> and then poor Heath would probably get investigated for manslaughter. Or did you really? So you were the last person around when she was alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, I can so, take any any topic and make it dark. I was going you're basing this off a of Shakespearean tragedy now, not a comedy. <laughs> That's hysterical. But yes, while she should have probably gotten medical um, attention, she instead gets pissed at him and storms out, storms out of the car because he, you know, denied her or reproached her or whatever the case. Um, so that was weird, but whatever. She was drunk and probably poisoned. Um, <laughs> um, but now we are starting to get to the point where everybody back in school the next week is getting ready for prom. We're all gearing up for prom. Cat yep. sees another poster for the prom and rips it down because we know she's anti-prom. Hey! Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. That, that girl's that girl like, just like Stillery sitting there with the tape being like, I just put that up. Yeah. Yeah. That poor like, girl, her one purpose, and it just keeps being destroyed. <laughs> yep, exactly. And all she can say is, hey! hey. <laughs> but yes, we know it's antiquated. We know that it rails, you know, it's it's patriarchal and it's terrible, even though I had a great time at mine. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this is more when we meet Kat's friend, Maureen. So this is exciting to me anyway. We find out that... Um, 
Shit, I said Maureen. That's her name from the other movie. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think that was her name. I don't no, it's Maureen. It's not Mandela. <laughs> Mandela. Maureen is her name from Center Stage. <laughs> okay, but the, and that's what I because I wrote Maureen in my notes like an idiot. Um, but yes, that's when we meet Mandela, who is super cool. I would have loved her as a friend in high school, honestly, uh, being an English nerd. But yes, she's obsessed with Shakespeare. She thinks they're involved, as you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and funnily enough, when Kat is kind of railing on the whole idea of prom in general, uh, Mandela's kind of like defending it. She's like, okay, yeah, I guess you can hate it, but I, I you know, I have a dress and it sounds like it could be kind of fun and, you know, all kinds yeah. of stuff like that. So. Then, of course, we move on because now, as we remember, uh, Kat is pissed at Patrick, but he is trying to win her back by singing to her on the bleachers. And oh, I love this Never bit. even having seen this movie before, I've seen this clip, and this is adorable. So, Gemma, please, I know you want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just absolutely love this. But anyway, but this is also referenced in um, not another team movie as well, but it's Janie's Got a Gun is what's yeah. sung instead. <laughs> that, yeah, that was, that was the only thing I could think of. And I actually think if you've done it that way, it would have vastly improved this film just after. Yeah. <laughs> so I just love the not team movie when it backfires and Janie's, in fact, getting tased by the security. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh god, I need to go watch that movie now. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> but yeah, this bit where he's basically paid the um band to um play along with him singing basically and he's singing um what was it? Uh, uh can't take my eyes off of you. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so he, yeah, he's uh yeah, coming down on the bleachers all like singing and dancing and but then halfway through he's like running away from security and taps yeah. him on the bum, you know. <laughs> so adorable. He was yeah. so cute in this whole scene. Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously it kind of wins her over, but then he gets put into detention, doesn't he? Yes, he does. He does. <laughs> and then how does he get out of detention? <laughs> he has a very cool detention teacher, though, who I actually recognise from the airplane film. Yes. He's one of the Buddhist guys in that. Yes, he's the same guy that was in um, all the 80s sitcoms. He was in uh, Alf, and uh, now probably not in every episode, but like he would, he had guest spots on those shows. Um, so yeah, he is also, uh, he's, he's her soccer coach. Yeah, he's also yes. been shot in the ass with an arrow as well <laughs> a few minutes oh, earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed though when that happens, there's like no, there's no reaction from the person who shot him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's just like, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> that happened all right yeah, it's not about me <laughs> yeah. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> but he um he, that this scene would never have gotten past anybody 20 years later but thank god this came out in 1999 because yeah. yes in order for patrick to be released from detention so he and cat can go hang out and fall in love and have their whole beginning of their or new beginning of their relationship yeah um cat makes up this elaborate plan where he escapes from a window and in order to distract the teacher yeah. she flashes her boobs yeah this wouldn't fly in films today at all now not at all that time. was no. so painful i was like what is happening i, I mean i kind of applauded her ingenuity though i was like yeah it's you know, a pretty pretty smart way of doing things sure i'm, I'm I'm pretty sure that there will be major repercussions from that, yeah. probably for the teacher as well. Yeah, yeah, probably. 
Yeah, and even the fact that the teacher had uh, gone up to one of the students who was smoking pot, you know, and he's like, you've got a pot. And so yeah. he confiscates it, and he's like, and then I'm going to confiscate these Cheetos as well, whatever Christmas <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah. It's like, obviously, you're going to smoke that then. <laughs> yeah, you're getting ready for later, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um. But then, yeah, then it sort of goes to the sort of, well, they're on a boat, but then it goes to the... um paintballing doesn't it yes i really want it because we we have paintballing over here but we have it in the gun format so it's like a palette kind of thing um but i really want to do balloon paintball that looks so much fun (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah, we have confused by that i was too because we have it in the gun too i've never seen it just thrown at each other yeah so that is that's cool yeah, that seems way more fun to me than yeah. actually because the other way hurts. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've paintballed. I've been shot in the back of the head. It does hurt. Yeah. Oh, I was just going to ask if either of you have ever done it. Ouch! You got shot yeah. in the back of the head. Yeah, pr- uh, yeah. I uh, got blasted <laughs> quite close range. Oh fuck! Back of the head by someone. Oh my I've been God. the same since. <laughs> oh no. Is that where your memory went, James? <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> but your hair's so, so thick. Didn't it just protect your brain from the impact? I mean, well, that's... <laughs> I mean, that was my first concern, not the pain. Am I locked okay? <laughs> thankfully, they were, and yes, oh. they still are. Good. <laughs> Um, so then, obviously, this is the part of every teen movie, especially every rom-com teen movie, that everything starts to go into the toilet. Um, he does. Patrick does ask Kat to the prom as his date, because, yeah. again, Joey hit him up and said, here's a bunch of money, make sure she goes to prom so I can take Bianca. And Kat's like, I know you, or at least I'm starting to get to know you. Prom is definitely not important to you because it's not important to me. So why are you, why would you be asking me about that? That's not something that you're going to be interested in. And he's like, no, 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 I I do want to, you know, I want to do that. I want to just, you know, hang out and have a night with you and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, I'm, I'm not getting the vibe that you're really interested in this. And she even starts, I think she blatantly asks him, like, who's putting you up to this? Or what's your, what are you going to get out of this? Yeah. Right, Gemma, if I'm not mistaken? Yep. So she... Okay, now this, she does pull a pretty in pink moment, and she decides that even though her love life is a little bit in the toilet, she decides she's going to go to prom anyway, just like uh, Molly Ringwald does in Pretty in Pink, because she says, like, they're not going to keep me down. I'm just going to go and have a good time and make what I want to make out of it. But it's also because she sees her sister being all down in the dumps as well, isn't it? That's and true she wants to cheer that. her up. Yeah, yes. she wants to cheer her up. And because um, they had a big conversation about why she hated Joey so much. Please go do the big yeah. conversation, which I completely forgot about. Yes. Yeah, because uh, so basically the two sisters had this conversation as to yeah the reason why um, like Kat and Joey had dated like obviously quite a few years back, whenever it was. Um, you know, obviously I wasn't there, so I don't know. She said it was in ninth grade, and I think they're seniors now. So yeah, a few years back. Yeah. Okay, cool. And uh, yeah, and so with regards to you know they they obviously had sex together and stuff like that, and then it was, uh, but she then turned around to him and said, "I don't want to ever kind of do that again. I'm not ready for it. You know, not not at the moment. You know, kind of thing." And he obviously dumped her, and that's you know she wanted to kind of warn her sister that that was what he was like. But also she didn't want to, 
you know, she wanted her to make her own opinion about it, but she kind of was restricting her from making her own opinion. So it was, uh, yeah, it's a tricky one, but... Yeah, it was kind of a rock and a hard place that she was putting her through because, yes, after that she said, you know, to their dad, I guess, like, you know, she kind of got Bianca into this situation of, like, no, she shouldn't really be allowed to do a whole bunch of things. And she had did say, too, that her and Joey got together right after the time that their mom had left. Mm. So yeah. things were probably chaotic in their family life. And in order to th- think that she was helping her sister, she kind of coerced the dad to be like, don't really let her have too much of a social life. Obviously not telling him why, but she was trying to protect her. But then when her sister said, well, why didn't you tell me that this happened with you guys? Because I would have been a little more sympathetic to you. She's yeah. like, I wanted you to make your own opinion about him without knowing what you know from me like it was going to cloud your judgment that's two completely extremely different scenarios that you're setting up i i get protecting your sister i have sisters too but you gotta stick to one or the other (laughs) yeah yeah definitely so yeah is it is very tricky but um yeah so so yeah she sees her sort of out on a swing hoop thing and uh all looking all down in the dumps in her prom dress and uh, miraculously, then Kat has got a prom dress that <laughs> she had just lying around. <laughs> sure. You're right. So, yes, that's what led us to the prom. So yeah. she did. Yes, you're right. She felt badly that if she couldn't, if she wasn't going to go, then her sister wouldn't be able to go. So sister goes with Cameron, which was but great. I, yeah. I have to just, can I just say one thing? That absolutely. Go ahead. Of course. The, the fake pregnancy body thing. Oh, oh my God. That dad is saying, right, before you go, you know, you've got to just to bear this in mind. Put this on, walk round in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that was, yeah, that was before the party, wasn't it? Yeah. Cannot, yeah. Oh, sorry, right, I'm our way out. But, no, yeah, but it's okay. Uh, I also couldn't quite work out what the hell the clothing was in it that some of these people were wearing to the prom. Oh, her prom dress was rough. <laughs> Bianca's prom dress was rough. Yeah. Was the w- Kat's was beautiful. Bianca's was weird <laughs> and the, the the weird white like dinner jacket that isn't quite a dinner oh, jacket that the lad god wears, yeah yeah i i then worked out another uh not another t-movie reference in it on the clothing but yeah there's some very odd clothing choices in this film yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, 100%. I don't I I I didn't know a lot of guys. I think that was the last time I saw a guy in a light colored suit or dinner jacket was like the 70s. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But then it yeah. was, you know, but then it was the 90s and the 90s wasn't really sure what it was doing with it, regards yeah, to fashion, was it? So it, it could be that, <laughs> but it just did not seem like a proper cut of a dinner jacket. That's what I couldn't yeah. I couldn't work out what it was supposed to be. Yes. So, very odd. It, it looked like he had borrowed his dad's, who was much bigger than him. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually, yeah, it could be something as simple as that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that so you're right. Thanks. Thank you for leading into that, actually, because Cameron picks up Bianca and they go to prom before Joey even shows up to the house. Yep. When he shows up, I think he realized that okay, well, clearly Bianca went to prom already without me, so he's already going into prom pissed. Yeah. Then when he sees that she's with Cameron and she's actually having a good time, he gets really mad. Um, I think, did he approach her first? Was that when he told her off first? 
Or did he approach Patrick first he approached and blow pa- up? Yeah. yeah, it was Patrick first. Okay. And um, yeah, so basically uh, she overheard them saying, "I, you know, like something along the lines of, I didn't pay you to take her out so that, you know, somebody else takes his sister out, you know, his sister out sort of thing. So Yes, yeah. Yeah. Basically blaming Patrick because Bianca's at prom with somebody else. Yeah. And he he didn't do the correct job or whatever that Joey hired him for. And then Kat was, of course, like, what? You were paid to do this? Storms the hell off. As, of course, you would. Yeah. It's the whispering the big secret thing that I'm going to, you know, not let the team move you again. Saying something in her, in her ear. <laughs> yeah. To get you to spill the big seat, you know, that the big secret scene. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, I definitely have to watch this movie again. <laughs> um, okay, so yes. Now, this is the this was one of the scenes I almost like stood up off my couch and cheered. I was so excited. Bianca finally grew a set um, because then now Joey's like super mad. He's just mad at Patrick because he feels like he wasted his money. He's yep. mad because Bianca's a prom with somebody else. So he goes up to Bianca and he gets in her face and starts saying nasty things about her. Which, of course, Cameron being a gentleman is like, hey, don't say that stuff to him. Joey punches Cameron, and then Bianca punches Joey. Yes. <laughs> I was three so times. Proud. <laughs> I know. But, yeah, I mean, but ruining his chances for that nasal, that nasal spray commercial. Exactly. I mean, that's, that's just wrong, man. That's just wrong. I know. Well, it's hitting him where he lives. <laughs> that was his. I was so proud of her for that. So good job, Bianca. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, of course, so I'm kind of skipping to the end, but Kat and Patrick do make up because we do find out that this is actually, this is kind of nice. He never used any of the money that Joey was giving him on himself. The first time he used some of the money was to hire the marching band to play the song so he could serenade her. And then the second thing he did with the rest of the money was buy her that really nice Fender guitar that she wanted so she yeah. could play her music. Just and... a, a, a <laughs> question. Do you think he used anything money to get the band to play at the prom? Because oh, yes. about calling in a favor. Yes, maybe that too. Although he did know the oh, person knew the behind the bar, didn't he? Didn't he? Yeah, yeah so. so possibly, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, lots of, yeah, lots of good ways he could have mm. done that. But yes, you're right. But everything he did ended up being like for her. The one yeah. thing I do like is that she did say though, like, okay, but if you ever piss me off again, you can't just buy me <laughs> something yeah. else yeah, I like that. to make it better. <laughs> so I'm just going to buy your instrument. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just before that as well, that she she had to do her written piece, didn't she? Which was obviously where the ten thin things oh, yeah, comes into yeah. it. Yes. So um, yeah, she has this list of uh, things. Do you want me to Google it? What well, it was, and I'll read it. Well, uh, sure, go ahead. Supposedly, I read on the filming of that she the whole thing of like getting upset and crying. She sort of like did of her own accord, and there was something about the actress in question. Had had she like written some of it herself or something? There was. Oh, she might have done. I don't know. There was there was something else to it that it wasn't maybe all as scripted as it was supposed to be. I think that was what the 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 view on it was. Yes, I read that too. That she something had, like that, anyway. I believe, she had written a part of it, um, mm-hmm. and that she was getting super emotional when maybe she didn't write it for him. Maybe she wrote it for somebody else in her life mm. or whatever. Possibly, but, yeah. 
Yeah, but yes, when she was crying, that was all for real. And it was also ad-libbed. She wasn't supposed to cry. When she started crying, they were just like, wow, this is so good. And also, too, that it makes so much sense. I mean, she's a good actor, too. I like her. Yeah. But that's not acting crying. Yeah, like, director must have been like, this is gold dust. Keep rolling. Keep rolling. Exactly. Just keep rolling. Exactly. Yeah. No, and it and it does. It looks so earnest and, like, true because, yeah, that is... Like, that's what I'd call an ugly cry. That- yes. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, true. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, she's... Beautiful- tear running down is it it's like yeah exactly no that is that is a very pretty girl but she is super ugly crying and i've been there before (laughs) um but it would it made it yeah it made it a lot more um like important but i actually didn't know Gemma, what you just said what you know she reads the poem the 10 things i hate about you poem i didn't make that connection until i started doing my research after i watched the movie Yes. So talk about like, oh, I do so much research and, you know, all this and that, and I'm a show about books. But yeah, I totally missed that part. <laughs> well, would you like me to read it? I've yes, it in please. Front of me. That would be wonderful. Please, please, please. Okay. Well, in that case, because you said, please, 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 I will. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. My reading's not fantastic, but I'll do my best. Um, I hate the way you talk to me and the way you cut your hair. I hate the way you drive my car. I hate it when you stare. I hate your big dumb combat boots and the way you read my mind. I hate it so much it makes me sick. It even makes me rhyme. I hate the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse, when you make me cry. (laughs) That's when she cries. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I hate the way you're not around and the fact that you didn't call. But mostly, I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. I love Aww. that. That was so good. Yeah. That was so good. But yeah, I like that poem. You know, I do too. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it kind of, that was, you know, that was the kind of um, the moment when he realized that actually he, he she still did like him, you know? Mm-hmm. And then yeah. he really liked her too, despite yeah, kept keep screwing up all the time. But yeah, yeah. I loved that part. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Imagine, that was perfect. Thank it you. was very very good. I was just thinking. Imagine if the ending had not been the sort of usual Hollywood perfect ending we get, where the couples get together. Mm. If it had actually been a clean break, mm. that would yeah. have been an interesting way to 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 see the. I know it, it would have. Just you know shied away from what you would expect from the film but i think that could have been very interesting if it had all gone sort of wrong and we'd seen the 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 fallout of that yeah that would have been very interesting i would have liked to have seen that too um the only reason that aside from it falling into the teen comedy genre or the teen rom-com genre um Mm. typically and this is like this might be a little off topic, but when um, when they categorize Shakespearean plays, you know, obviously they categorize tragedies, comedies, histories, and I know there's a fourth, but I can't remember right now. Um, when they categorize the comedies, they don't really call them comedies because they make you laugh. They call yeah. them comedies because everything works out at the end. 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't aware so, that's the way they looked at them. But yeah, so that, that since it's, yeah, since this is like based on, if this wasn't based on a Shakespeare play and they did that, I would still, I would be curious to see how that worked out too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree. But yeah, because it's like Taming of the Shrew is considered a comedy. It's one of those like, yes, it might have some funny moments in performance, but they always called them comedies because like you get your happy ending. You know, they're not necessarily mm. funny, but it's like, yeah, the tragedies are the ones where it's just like everything goes south. <laughs> mm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, obviously. But yeah, so um, oh, back to my notes. <laughs> I'm so distracted. Your reading was so good. That was uh, just that was you. really good. And I mean, you're I you know I know you always say like oh I you know I don't perform that well, but I think you did great in Midsummer Night's Dream. So clearly, I always think you. <laughs> yeah. you, you did well, Gemma. You, Gemma yeah, did not did. done fuck up. You did well. <laughs> um, but speaking actually to the... So, and I know that's pretty much the end of the movie. Um, I only had a couple more things I wanted to talk about. Speaking to the... Uh, that was her English assignment that her teacher had requested that they do because he read one of Shakespeare's original sonnets and said, you're going to write a sonnet in the same style, but what about ever you want to talk about? So that's where mm -hmm. that came from. Um, I love how so many, and obviously I'm a little bit biased, but I do love how many teen movies um, have really important scenes set either with their English teacher or in their English class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. That's very true. It's so cool. I just love that. Like, I was trying to actually Google a full list last night, but it was difficult. Um, but like, Never Been Kissed, if you guys saw that with Drew Barrymore. Yep. Where she's, yeah, she's older, and but she goes undercover at a high school to see, like, what high school life is like. She starts, like, yes, I know at the end of the day she ends up having, like, a relationship with the English teacher. But before that, she has, like, a pure, like, love of reading with the English teacher. And they get to talk about all this stuff. And, you know, I know in Mean Girls it's more the math teacher, but... You know, Gretchen does quote Julius Caesar and compares Regina George to Julius Caesar. And she says, yeah. we should just totally stab Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> so James, doesn't, I, James still hasn't seen that film, even though I keep oh, telling him he no. has to watch hang on, it. Hang on. Which one haven't I seen? Mean Girls. You haven't seen Mean Girls? No, I've not. No, I've, oh. I've seen bits of Never Being Kissed. All I can think for that one is Sweet Dude, but... I don't know if either of you get the reference. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so, I don't remember. I haven't seen it in a minute, but... No, well, no, that isn't that. That's the... <laughs> I keep doing this, so I'm sorry, but it's another team movie yeah. reference where the, the undercover uh, girl, she's going, can you tell me which way Mr. Keller's English class is? And they go, that way. She's a sweet dude when she's like probably a 60-plus-year-old woman. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, the yes. <laughs> And then the bit when they're sat under the tree and they're kissing. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, and that's from, um, oh, we should just do a whole episode of Not Another Teen Movie. Yeah. They um, stole that from Cruel Intentions. Intentions. Yes. Oh, yeah. 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 I know, yeah. but the saliva, they didn't. That's gross. <laughs> Ew, that's so gross. <laughs> oh, God. Um, ah. no, I do, we, when we talk about films that have had this Shakespearean, uh, well, it was Jane Austen, wasn't it? But that was Clueless, which is a, ironically yes. a film that, believe it or not, my dad loves that film. My dad really? absolutely loves it. Yeah, he's 69 and he absolutely loves that film. But he likes sort of like he, things with a bit of comedy like that. And he, yeah. you know, rom coms, stuff like that. I like rom coms. They're, they're good. But no, I have not seen Mean Girls, but I, I do think I need to see that. Hmm. It's Mean Girls would be interesting for me because it'd be the ability to see Lindsay Lohan before she became a complete train wreck. Yes. She was actually, you know, because she did a film and a. 
sorry if I'm going off topic, but she did no, a film please. called, I think it was called I Know Who Killed Me, where she was like a twinner or a stripper or something. And <gasps> yes. yes. The cast around her all in the 20s, or possibly even older, playing the 20s, she was probably only in her 20s or 30s, and she looks about 40-something, and her voice sounds like she's been gargling with rocks for about, you know, a year. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a real shame to, to see where she, she is now career-wise to where she once was and the promise she had but yeah i'll tell you what i'll do i will uh carve out some time and watch mean girls and see <laughs> see what i think of that um i think we should do a celluloid cod swallop on it as well and, are girls. there any other girly films that i should be <laughs> okay well so if you're if you are going to make the commitment james needs to yes. watch mean girls and had any of had either either of you seen um heathers yes yes and i love okay. it Okay, so you then you will love Mean Girls. Greetings and salutations. Greetings, yes. yes. Okay, that's one of my favorite <laughs> movies too. Um, but literally, Mean Girls is like an homage to uh, Heather's, just in different time period. Like Brilliant. you will see all the similarities when you're watching it. You're gonna be like, oh, that's yeah. so you know, that's Veronica, and that's Veronica, and that's Ver-. like you're. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be so fucking love Heather's. Um, so yeah, that's gonna. I, I can't. If you guys do decide to to uh, a celluloid cut swallow on that, that will be funny as hell. Yeah. <laughs> no, I will. I will definitely. I'll. Uh, I'll have a look for that. Yeah, that'll be good. Okay, one. cool. Even if you hate it, James, it's still going to mm. be good. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah, still I mean, going to be good content. Yeah, so. yeah, no, totally. I mean, I but Joanne maybe watched Catwoman, so. Yeah. Oh, nothing could be as bad as that. <laughs> so there you go. So you know. You already have your bar set. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Lastly, all I wanted to talk, the last thing I wanted to talk about was, um, Gemma, you mentioned the soundtrack to this. uh, This movie was so good. Yes. Um, The one thing that I noticed at the very end, um, I do always notice in these teen movies, especially the prom scene, like who's, who is the band that they got? Or if it's a band I never heard of, like, what are they all about? Especially if I like them. And this band, I wasn't looking at the screen when the prom scene started, but I knew the voice of the lead singer before I even looked at my screen. I am a huge fan of Say Ferris. Ah, (laughs) okay. When my eyes popped up and I saw that it was her, I lost my damn mind. Like, I, when, when CDs were still a thing, I was at the record store constantly getting everything I get my hands on of Save Ferris. Um, so I was a super huge fan of them and I just thought that was so cool to see them pop up in there. Yeah. Can I just ask a quick question? Yeah. You mentioned CDs? I know. I'm too young. I, I don't know what these things are. Oh, shut are. up, James. You're not too young. <laughs> I guess I'm showing my age. That's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yeah, I I was going to say, did you guys... No, you guys would have started your music collection with CDs, wouldn't you have? <laughs> I started my music collection with... I, I, look, I remember, I mean, records are back in, but at records... Tapes, cassettes. Yeah, tapes. You have yeah. cassette tapes? Cassettes, yeah. Okay. yeah, okay. yeah. All right, all right, cool. Okay. I found it's fine. a great way of scaring kids. What is this? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, in a okay. room with a rotary phone, a tape deck. <laughs> you've got to get to get out this room you've got to work these things all the chaos. And, a, and a TV with rabbit ears. 
Yeah. Did your all's? Oh, there, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Good. All right. Good. So you guys are on the same wavelength. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> but yeah, the music in this was so amazing. Gemma, you're you guys both liked the music. I'm guessing. Yes, I did. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I didn't know all of it, but yeah, I did okay. like it. I was trying to get the soundtrack actually to have more of a listen to it. Yeah. I think yeah. I'm gonna look for it on Spotify or something. Yeah, hopefully it'll be there. But yeah. uh yeah. Just for a little bit, you know, I want you to oh, want God. me. I love that song. I so need good. you to need me. Nice. <laughs> now was I correct when I so I obviously know that's a cover, but I couldn't remember yeah. the name of the original band. Was that Cheap Trick? Yes. Yes. There we go. Okay, so I was right. Yeah, because but do you yeah, know, it, it wasn't yeah. until you actually said that then that I was because before that I was pulling a face of ah oh, shit I don't know and then he said cheap <laughs> trick and I went yeah yeah it is it is because <laughs> I always it's just that so that era of music was when I was like a little little kid yeah so like yes I may have heard it on the radio or whatever but it wasn't in my really like my wheelhouse I guess until I got to college and I was like oh. This retro music from when I was five is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> so bad names do kind of escape me. But as I was listening, I was like, no, I'm like 99% sure this is Cheap Trick. Okay. Yep. Cool. Um, and yeah, that's it. I mean, I just thought it was cool that, uh, yeah, the band that I think that they kept calling them the Raincoats that she really liked. Yes. Yeah. That is supposedly uh, Letters to Cleo. Oh, is it? They're oh, like okay, a real cool. band. Yeah. I had to do some research on them because I never heard of them. But Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was no. cool. Yeah, I didn't um I didn't think about any of the music actual the actual bands and stuff like that, but yeah. Yeah, it just fit well. And like I said, when I saw when I heard the girl from Say Ferris, I was like, Oh my god, wait a minute, I gotta do some research. So I jumped on like you know, the Google. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. I, I did honestly Going into this, I didn't think I was going to be a fan of this movie, but I really, really, really liked it. Like it was well done across the board. Well, in that case, you're absolutely welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm so happy we got to talk about it together, too. And, like, James, I'm really happy you sat and watched it to be, you know, to want to talk about it with us. Like, that's... Yeah. I appreciate no, I, that very much. I know. I, I really enjoyed seeing it. You know, it's it's one that I was aware of to a degree, but I'd never actually... Yeah, not been on the radar enough, but I know I really, I did, I enjoyed it. I, I initially thought, well, I'll, well, I like it. And it's one of these things within a few minutes, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm going to enjoy this film. It, yes. It, it made me laugh enough in parts. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think just think it's a, it's a well-made film. A lot of the, I mean, I'm probably, I'm clearly not the target demographic. I might have roughly been the target demographic when it came out, but it, it was just one I was not aware of. But yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, crack me up. Good. Yeah, it was definitely funny, and I can't, I can't believe how many nods I missed to not another teen movie. Now, that's now I feel like I need to go back and watch that to connect all the dots. It's <laughs> things they stole clearly, isn't it, from this? Uh, oh, with, yeah. oh yeah, you know, yeah. With, with major major uh, elements of it. But yeah, it was nice seeing uh, what's he called? But uh, Kyle Ke- Keese, I think the actor's called that he's been in both of them. Uh, oh, the guy the, uh, Bogey. Yeah. The, the clap uh, guy, yeah. Yeah. 
the clap guy. <laughs> he might have had clap. Who knows? But that's, that's uh, we, the slow hand that. clap guy. <laughs> I didn't go that far into my IMDb uh, trolling to find that out. But oh, when I yeah. research, I do my research properly. <laughs> Medical <Yeah>. records, <laughs> education, <laughs> awesome tax returns. You name it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was so much fun. I'm Aww. so glad you guys were here to do this with me. Thank you so much. Oh, you're Been welcome. really good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>